The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. <coughs> Here we are. Ready at the to, gun uh, show. That's where we at. That's where we at. <laughs> man, you For the viewers that. online, man. For the viewers, just I'm just chilling too. Just the arm just this is remember, like hey, it's just like remember, that. You remember Harlem Nights? When, yes, when they yes. went to go get quick, and then he say, "Stop shooting that little." <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, if, no, no, if, no. if you need to know, the bathroom's Bow. over there. The bathroom's <laughs> over there. If you need to know, I'm just saying it's, it's over that way. It's over that way. If y'all need to know, I'm just Dude, saying. Take your protein shake. Hey, <laughs> hey, this is a this is a triple XL too. This yeah, a tri- yeah. Tri- yeah. Tri- right. Smoothie King did you right. It did me <laughs> right. Appreciate you, Smoothie okay. King. Appreciate okay. you. He's wearing his son's shirt. <laughs> 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 it is uh, the final final day of Black History Month, so we can bring you the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Yes, he is um, uh, the jacked up Mister Mister Wonderful, oh, oh. the uh, yeah, younger, notice, the younger yeah. version of uh, Ronnie Coleman over here. <laughs> Somebody give him some Jack Black. His elbows, elbows got a little. little oh, uh, give him some Jack Black. Well, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not ashy, are you? It is. It's all good. It's all good because these bad boys right here. Yeah. Shaq Khan and paid you too much. Sorry, there's no excuse for that. Hey, shot. My bad, my bad. I, I got I had, you. I put the, I put the Palmer's cocoa butter on this that, morning. I would, but don't be making me hot. Like the cocoa oh. butter be having me sweating more I'm than good. I do. You good? I'm you straight? You straight? Bro, first of all, you you the sweatingest dude I ever met in my life. Anyway, I don't you, think it even more. <laughs> yeah, right. it even more. You remember when we was on the back of the bus? Yeah, I thought you was dying. Everybody thought I was dying. I'm like, oh, I'm just sweating. No, I hop on the bus. I hop on the bus. We on the way to the game. Rookie year. Rookie, Rookie year. year. This dude, he's sweating so bad that Terrence Newman came up there and was like, Terrence, you all right? I think it was the first game. Are you was nervous? it the first game? I don't it was the know first what game it of the was. year. First game, rookie year. We traveling. I think we're going to Washington <laughs> to play a, a Sunday night game. Sunday night game. So, you know, first game, undrafted. I'm just glad I made the team on the way there. I don't know what it was. Something came over me. It's just, I start drenched. Bro, just, it, it, it was, I was like, something going on with this hey, dude. T. Newman threw me a hoodie, man. Hey, wipe yourself <laughs> off, man. I, I don't know what it was. Ever Nothing beat Leon Lett at the Super Bowl. What happened with Leon? Drenched, just the questions and everything. Oh, oh man, yeah. poor Leon! I mean, you just, you just saw it's like, oh, oh. It's right. I've been there, Leon. Right. Like, I mean, right. it was, it was, it was. I mean, literally, you felt bad for like, okay, this dude is nervous with the questions. Yeah. Just, just not, he's not ready for it. But uh, Big Cat, uh, he made it through. Big Cat made mm-hmm. it through. Oh, by the way, it's Danny McCray. Kevin yeah, Duke Bear Church. Yeah, yeah, New Scruggs. Bad, this yeah. is the Players Lounge. Uh, one full hour of football content. They are former Dallas Cowboys players, both undrafted safeties who made the team. Um, none of us hit reached the levels of Barry where he got the very large bag from Shot. <laughs> oh, here we go. Jaguars. Man. You are right about go. that. I can't believe. <laughs> so, I can't believe so, we do it. Okay. Well, well, hey, this, did we lie? Didn't did lie. No lies told. Lie. No lies told, man. No lies told. So 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 happy true. for you, man. By the way, speaking of Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Green Bay, New Orleans Saints, those are your uh, games over in Britain, the UK games. Mm. Could we see the Cowboys going over back one more time to uh, jolly old England to play on the pitch uh, against Jacksonville? Tony Romo and those guys did a couple years ago. So They can't I'm, wait for Church to come back. I'm up tell you what. They, <laughs> they know whatever clubs he going to, they, they, just, 
They get so they tell you. Barry's back. Hey, oh, I'm going to do a slight. Stuff up. I'm going to do a slight. I'll do a slight recap. You Hello. know what I'm saying? Since we're going to bring it up. Hello, we'll do a mate. slight recap. You know, we went out there. We went out there. We had ourselves a hell of a time. All right? I mean, I'm talking about they started playing the national anthem where we was at. You know, so it, it was a good time. I'll just put it like that. It was a hell of that's, a time. That's because y'all had bought so much yeah, alcohol. It went real, yeah, it when y'all it ordered crazy. it, they start, they start it was waving crazy. the flag yes. for y'all. Okay. Mistakes were made. Mistakes, but <laughs> once you get once you get to that point, it's like, you're just like, man, whatever. I don't give a damn. Like, it's one of them situations. A pipe for you. A pipe for you. Everybody gets a pipe, everybody man. Gets- Make it that one again. Make it a Guinness round now. Okay. Hey, everybody get a fight. But no, it was just one of those situations. <laughs> but um, as far as we talking about playing over there, I hated it. As far as playing, because because now they cut it down to where you just go over there from like a Thursday to Sunday. The time difference. I mean, you're practicing. It, it's just it's just too much on a player. At least what I thought. Um, but I think the Cowboys did it right when they did it back in 2014. When um, you squad. You went on We went out on a Monday. Spent the entire week there. Uh, nobody got in trouble. You know, it was a veteran team, so nobody got in trouble. But you had a whole a whole week to acclimate yourself to the time and getting used to practicing on that uh, grass and all that other stuff. So if they do it that way, I'm all for it. But that short weekend, it's just not it, man. Just not it. All right, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Cowboys against Jacksonville this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see that game moved there at all. Uh, Micah Parsons was on the Rich Eisen show last week, and uh, I thought he had some pretty interesting things. One of the things he says is, I need to line up with the best. I want to be best on best. Then he talked about, hey, I want to be on Debo Samuel. Uh, he says, Minnesota, hey, I'm out there covering Dalvin Cook. And then against someone like Mahomes, he says, put me against their left tackle or their right, or their right tackle, I'll pass rush. Your thoughts on what Micah Parsons wants to be and how he wants to be used. Well, listen, I, I'll tell you this, okay. I, I love the way Micah Parsons plays. I love his ability. I love his talent. But – that is not the way to be successful, okay? <laughs> yeah. That is not the way to be successful, not at all, all right? What you do when you're specifically pass rushing is you find the weak link. Matchups. And then you go and get that one-on-one against that player. You don't say, man, I want to go out there against Trent Williams every every rep. Mm-hmm. That's not the way to be successful. If you want to get them stats and those sacks and be a difference maker, you find the weak link, a guy that you can take advantage of, and you go out there and you embarrass him. Mm-hmm. And you get your sacks, you get your forced fumbles, and you make that type of stuff happen. All right? If you're able to, right, so defensive coordinators, when they see guys like Debo Samuel and they see guys like Dalvin Cook, smart defensive coordinators do not put their players in one-on-ones against Mm -hmm. those guys. Mm -hmm. They find a way to make sure that you're in an advantageous position when you get a Dalvin Cook coming out of the flat or running those type of routes, right? No matter how talented you you are, you want to make the game easy. You You want it to happen slowly, not be in those pressure situations every snap, all right? So I love him. I love his competitive nature. But that ain't the way that we should use Michael Parsons. That's not the way that that's going to help our defense uh, be the best defense that it can be. You know, I think you're 100% right on that, D-Mac. You got to work smarter, not harder. And, look, I, I love Michael Parsons and what he brings to the table. I mean, his energy, just his ferocity, just his passion for the game, like I said before, reminds me a lot of Des Bryant, how he goes out there and handles his business. And I'm sure he could be successful if he went out there and went against these guys each and every snap. He would win a couple of those battles because, you know, he's that good of a player. But if you want to make an impact each and every game and be that guy and be that dominant guy, you got to line up with these matchups. I mean, like you said, you don't want to go against a Trent Williams each and every snap. You don't want to go against one of these Hall of Fame tackles each and every snap. You want to get your easy pickings, too. You look at D-Ware when we had him um, earlier in our career. 
That's all they did was put him, whether it's the weakest tackle on that side, if there was a weak guard or a weak center, they put him inside, blitzing him in there. They didn't always just line him up to one side to where teams could just sit there and say, all right, we're going to focus our line on that side. And he might open up some things for other people on the other side, but this guy won't be successful. He won't make that impact of the game. So with me, with Parsons, I love his tenacity. I love how he does this game and how he goes out there and has that passion for it. But if you want to be that dominating guy, sometimes you're going to have to take you know these weaker link guys and, and, and make them look foolish out there and get your stats up yeah, that way. You, you're not a cornerback, okay? No, when you, you hear J.D. Ramsey and them type of dudes say that type of stuff and they go out there and they get the cover best on best, that is an entirely different way situation different, way different. than you being able to run through a Dalvin Cook or run through a, 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 a Trent Williams and, and have to worry about what they're going to do, right? All of a sudden, you rushing Dalvin Cook and he running the screen and you got a man-to-man. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, well, we, now you got to worry, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. easiest thing for you to do is go find that, that weak link and beat those dudes on the screen and, and make a sack force fumble. So, smarter, not harder, but I believe DQ is... is, is, is He's going to have him in the right position. He's going to put him in the right position. We saw that, throughout, we saw that throughout the entire year he that he took advantage of those matchups. 13 sacks, three forced fumbles, 84 tackles for the unanimous Mm. NFL Rookie of the Year. Who wants more and wants to be the best? And Mm -hmm. to me, that's the biggest thing I took out of the conversation was he's not done. Also, he spoke about the playoff loss. Richard Eisen asked a great question. What happened? Mm. He talked about they they felt the pressure. And he said, I don't want to go into making excuses, but he also, the first thing he brought up was, thank goodness, he brought up the penalties. Oh, that's good. He brought up the penalties, and, and he said, too many on third down, which, you know, you, you, know, you guys played the game. Yeah, you know, third down, do third down is where you where, where the game is made. One and a loss, right? So, so, money so, so deflating to get a penalty like on third down. Third and five, and you so stop deflating. them, and you think it out, punt units ready, let's go, let's go punt safe. And then you see that yellow flag out there. It's. It's demoralizing, especially if you're like on that fringe zone, that 50 yard line, and you stop them on third down, and they get a whole new set of downs to get back and feel good. Mm. Man, it's it's depressing, man. It, it takes a lot out of you, especially because if it's self inflicting, like an oh, offsides, offside. or like you know, 35 oh, offsides, also to get first down, you like, come on, bro. And you in the huddle. You in the <laughs> huddle, like, look, guys, they're going to try to draw us off. Just hold your waters. And there's always that one guy. <laughs> Always. Time. I had to get a jump on it. No, you didn't, man. Yeah, it's, some, it's some repeat offenders on this Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Again? <laughs> get him off get the field. Get him off the field. Man, Marinelli. Oh, he, no, Marinelli was, hey, he was, he was, that was the classic Marinelli thing. Like, not, get him out of here. <laughs> he would do his little kick. Yeah. Get, get him out of he here. He don't care who it is. He don't care <laughs> he who it is. Get, get him out. So how does Mike McCarthy go about fixing that? I mean, this is, this is, this was a tragic issue of Last year's football team was the penalties. And he talked about correcting it in the offseason. Uh, he said during the year that it wasn't uncommon for his teams to have high penalty rates because they're changing the program. So from whatever it was with Jason Garrett to him, and he's so he, he, that was his kind of rationalization. Offsides is offsides. Ain't no, ain't no, offsides is offsides, okay? It's, it's some, it's, we always talked about this on defense. There are some penalties, they're just effort penalties, and they just happen, right? Yeah. Sometimes you might get a hand to the face. Sometimes you might get a face mask if you might be reaching out, and sometimes, you know, your hand might hit the face. Or something, Those yeah. are some that you can, like, all right, listen, we get it, all right? You go on as hard as you can, and that type of stuff happens. Okay. Maybe one of those those hits on the quarterback where everybody's like, man, that's super aggressive. Like, what yeah. else is he supposed to do? Yep. But when you got third and five and you jumping 
jumping off sides and that's something that's consistently happen, th- happening, those are things to where your team has to be disciplined enough. One, your players need to be focused enough when they get out there uh, not to make those th- make those mistakes. But then coaching, you have to make sure you work on those situations yeah. while you're out there on the field. Hard count has to be something that is done every snap, every practice until you find out that your team knows that that is coming and you do not jump off sides. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. it's all about attention to detail. I mean, especially if you're a defensive lineman, you're looking at the football. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this. You're looking at the football to see when it snaps. So you got to have that attention to detail, situational awareness to realize, all right, if I jump off sides in this situation, how's it going to affect my team? Or how's it going to, you know, get to, does, it, does it have that team being able to extend the drive? I mean, those are little things you got to think about, especially on the defensive line and a penalty like that where you can control all of it. Like Danny said, you can't control sometimes with a face mask or defensive pass interference. It's a judgment call. But if you can sit there and, and look at the ball and you're still jumping off sides, that's a problem. You got to have attention to that, detail. That Randy Gregory's holding. Like, like those are things where you say, man, guys – that's a lack of focus in yeah. that moment. And that was Not a frustration. Game, yeah. right? So it's frustration. Like, those are things that you can work on. You talk to those specific players, or you put them in those positions, and you say, this is how. Like, see what just happened at this point, right? All of a sudden. And sometimes it didn't even happen. We used to be so mad at coaches, right? Mm-hmm. JG would come out there, and then it would be an incomplete pass on third and whatever, and the defense think we won. And he'd be like, oh, no, that, we got a pass interference, right? Hate just, that just, just to show you the impact that that would have if you do commit one of those penalties in those situations. And, and, and you know, most of the time it worked out, right? You Look see how angry somebody is, right? And then you get one of the leaders come in and say, hey, man, we got to tighten up. Yeah. You're right? And then it also helps you say, this is now it's time for us to refocus. Okay, it might, might, may have been a BS call, but now it's time for us to refocus and get back on track. That, that, that was my next question. Was just as, as You guys are former players. What's said in the room when you see these alarm? I mean, we're talking about, you know, 10, 11, 12. I mean, these penalties were crazy that the Cowboys were getting. I think it depends on who's getting these penalties. (laughs) Now, if if it's like a guy, like a a, a situational guy that comes in every now and then and (laughs) and he's costing the team penalties like that, then then of course he's going to get jumped on pretty bad. Um, But if it's like a D-Law or like, you know, Randy Gregory or somebody like that that, that's causing these penalties, they should get, you know, get on or get attacked just like this other guy did. But I'm telling you, it doesn't happen that way. Okay. Now, and, and I'm not trying to pick on him, but let's, he, he had some moments uh, where, where teams were going at him. Anthony Brown. In a game like, like Thanksgiving, where they're going mm-hmm. at a guy like that, and, and, you know, boom, they're just happening like that. Is there anything said amongst players or, that, or during the game, is that put on coaches? And then after the game, is anything said? No, I, I think in, in a situation where you have a guy like Anthony Brown, um, at, at, at the start of the season, even us, we're like, oh, man, like we're we not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then you got guys who throughout the season show you that, that they have the ability to cover guys without making those mistakes. Cornerbacks specifically have a harder time than anyone, right? Because the position that you play and the way that the game has changed, those type of situations are going to happen, right? You'd be like, I, I didn't even do anything to this dude, mm-hmm. and it's a pass interference. If you go back and look at some of the stuff that he was called for, some of it is questionable, right? Yeah. And the players and the coaches see that. So sometimes you'll see a coach come in the locker room and say, man, we get it. Like, we understand, but mm-hmm. you just got to find a way, right? You got to find a way. And you can tell the tone of the coach when he knows, like, man, ain't really nothing we can do about it. And in some situations, you got to go back out there when you doing when we watching them do one-on-ones you got that's when you see it hey make sure you focus on not grabbing the jersey all right mm-hmm. we want to see you make a consistent uh, a concerted effort not to grab the jersey because this is what they're continuing to call you for 
Yeah, I think it's definitely got to be, you know, on the coaches to to help correct that guy and get him in the right direction. When we talked about Anthony Brown. I definitely think it's, you know, Joe Witt and those guys got to come together and say, all right, this is what they're calling you for. You may want to, you know, slack off on this a little bit or make an adjustment here with that. But I don't think it's a lot of players coming and saying, hey, you got to do this down the third. Because if you're a corner, you know, what's a D lineman going to come over to you and say, hey, you, you better get your feet right. You better stop holding, you know, or a linebacker, hey, you better get underneath that. You can't, like, no, you guys, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it has to come down to the coaches, and I think that's where the players um, respond better with the coaches talking to them rather than another player coming and saying, hey, you better get right. So McCarthy likes to use word like point of emphasis. So this will be a point of emphasis for the Cowboys going to the offseason. Um, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones clearly was upset after the season about the penalties, and he, he basically said, we saw this happen week one. Why, why, why did this happen all year long? And I think that's a legitimate um, – point made by the owner. There's some people out there that like don't don't like it, you know, want the owner to say anything. But to me, the owner is saying really what the fans are saying. And and people in the media are saying, like, well, why isn't this being corrected here? Because mm-hmm. it is costing you games. And we saw it in the playoff game cost you. And 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 to be fair, some stuff you just can't correct because some of it is just the caliber of the player that you have. Like when we were watching our left guard, our left side of the line, and you say, man, these these type of things are happening, sometimes you just get ran through. <laughs> and, and, and you got to grab to protect your quarterback. So sometimes it's the discipline of, of the players based off how the coaches are coaching them. And sometimes it's just, hey, man, some players just aren't good enough not to put themselves in that situation. So Do you think – do y'all think – I'm going to ask y'all this. Do y'all think it's more of an accountability issue? Like on that one issue where we're talking about with Randy Gregory, I think it was a playoff game, like a third and five. And he he just randomly just went out there and tackled the offensive lineman. Like he, he tackled the guy out of frustration, maybe because he wasn't making a lot of plays out there. I'm not sure. But do you think that's more of an accountability issue? Like, man, you know, damn what these coaches say, I'm gonna do me. Or do you think it's just, hey, man, he just had a brain for it? I think I think it was a brain for. I think it was, it was one of those those those, those lack <laughs> lack of judgment in that situation, yeah. which we've all had, yeah. right? Oh yeah. When you see guys, so, and a lot of times you don't get called for it, but you mm. might go push a guy in the back, or yeah. you might talk yeah. mess a little bit too much, and you might not get called for it, but. When you get back to the huddle and, you, and your and your teammates are telling you, "Hey, bro, you got to calm down with that," chill, right? Yeah. Then you know you had one of those lack of judgment moments, and yeah. I think that was what what Randy Gregory had in that moment. You, I don't think that's anything you can coach. I don't yeah, think yeah, you, can, you can't be out there and be like, "Hey, bro, don't. Hey, we gonna run this play and don't grab him, right? Like you just gotta say, hey, bro, that, come on, man. So, so what you about better that, than that? That old line you, you you would hear coaches say: either you're coaching or you're letting it happen. Mm. Well, well, he's they, they're telling him one. He knows that he messed up. Yeah. Two, somebody's going to tell him. But that's not something that you take out there and you put in the script and say, "All right, hey, come on, bro." Because like, one, you you know that's not being coached, so yeah. they don't even know where that came from, right? They, they just, just know <laughs> that he was out there and he just he, he just made a mistake. It was yeah. a bad decision. Yeah. Mm. So there's no fear of hey man, just cost us. A third down, we got to run out there. I mean, just no. It, it's a fear, but I mean that don't stop. You know, you, you had a lack, right? People, people get in situations to where their emotions take over. It's an emotional yeah. game, mm-hmm. and it, as long as it's something where if he did that the next play, then yes, that's like I, all right. Listen, so so let me ask you this. I'll start with you, Barry. Mm-hmm. What is your faith that Mike McCarthy can get this fixed going into twenty twenty two? Going into twenty twenty two, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a a six out of ten, thinking that he can change this just because he has a more veteran team or uh, than he had in the past. 
So I think he, I give him a benefit. I think he can get it maybe a six out of 10. The reason I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 is because, I, you know, I feel like Mike McCarthy, I'm not saying he doesn't really do much, but when he's on the sidelines, it just, it's to me, like I never see him going out there, hey, come over here, let me talk to you for a second. I never see him that. It's, it's always the coordinator's doing something. He's just over there kind of sitting there like this. Not saying that, you know, he doesn't make adjustments on halftime or anything like that, but I just really don't see him getting after people when they make mistakes during the game. Oh, say, say he's not doing much by saying he's not. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, nah, let's, uh, so defensively, uh, I think ultimate faith in Dan Quinn. I think he's going to be able to find some of those situations, put them on whatever vision on the on Quinn vision. But what about McCarthy? And, and let he, you know oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, defensively, this is why I'm gonna give him an eight out of ten because I think that Dan Quinn is going to handle his defense. Offensively is where you're going to have to figure out how you get some of this stuff fixed, and that starts to me. With the offensive line, right? So I think you're going to see some new guys coming here on the offensive line because I do think that the lack of ability that we had, specifically on our left side, caused some of those penalties. For you, to, your footwork, maybe you're not big enough, maybe your anchor's not right, and then all of a sudden your bad offensive line play turned into to penalties that you shouldn't be getting. So I think bringing some new players in, I think that's going to help. And I think Mike McCarthy get that right. Cowboys have the 24th pick in the first round of the draft. We have talked about the offensive line. I'm going to bring up a very interesting point about the offensive line and first round draft picks. I wanted to save it. I didn't tell you about that. Let's <laughs> dive into that next with Danny McCray, Barry Church, New East Coast Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
attention, Cowboy fans. There is a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Shave Logic is proud to offer Cowboy fans a special upgrade for a limited time. Visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now. Um, Producer Chris Bean, these gentlemen have beards, so so they don't need Shave Logic. Got a little beard game. Yeah, see, I got yeah. the bottom part. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You you can even use the shave yeah, logic on top. your head. Oh, yeah, up top. So, yeah, so, up top, you know. So, 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 yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it's I, like I put a word in for you. I mean, I, I would like to tr- right. try it. Yeah, me too. I'm just waiting for y'all to come in with a band-aid on y'all head because y'all done moved too oh, fast. It, it, it happened a couple <laughs> times. I don't have, and they don't they don't stop bleeding either. Them things just talk about the first time. Actually, I haven't had that happen. You never cut it? Man, I cut myself. So, so many times. I did it in my 20s, and then I didn't start doing it again until late in my 40s. So 20 years later, and actually it was just as really – first off, they made it – when I did cut myself, it was one of those like, hey, man, you could just put this, this little thing in your hand and just like, – No, just rub it, yeah. Yeah, like, like, you know, like, yeah, like no, just go with your to come hand. back out with that too. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, man, I think, so I, I, I didn't use it. This I just used a razor. Guy told me, hey, man, use this kind of razor like this. And he said, the, the blade will go great over your head. So I was like, okay, cool. So I did that. And, and, and I've had no issues, no problems at all. But um, so so anyway, I'm just saying, man, it's a shave logic. Was like, I Y'all are grossing dreads. I was oh, cutting my hair until. Can't do that, can you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> you see nowadays, anybody can have a hair. Hey, no, 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 these are authentic. These are authentic. Yeah, these are authentic. Ain't it. no additives in there. No, you ain't going to weave in there. Nah, don't cut. No, no, sir. The family hairline be right here starting. Mine ain't even there. Mine are gone. We already behind. We come out behind eight. Y'all relate to LeBron, huh? Yeah, LeBron got that medicine. I don't know what he got. Difference, okay. See, uh, some of us can go ahead and admit we gone. I'm yeah. not gonna put up. I ain't gonna be putting no 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 grass patches. Man. And stuff I ain't trying to see there, a, a, a ball here, LeBron. No, I, that's that's gonna be weird. I don't, LeBron, yeah, I yeah, just keep it a little pass, bro. Yeah. It's just to me, it's like man, the dude. One day he'll have the, the whole thing missing, like the, the big patches. And then I see a commercial here. He got the whole wave okay, spinning. Would you, rather, would you rather have LeBron or KD? Oh, LeBron. Okay, okay, all right. CKD just lazy, man. You got to put a bristle brush to that thing, man. Come on. Now. I, I listen, I'm just saying, so he better than somebody. Yeah, he, he lazy. Okay. He don't put lotion on his ankles, and he don't brush his hair. You know you lazy with that. Yeah, Come say, on, man. You say Sean Conn paid him too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at Kevin Durant got way. He ought to have somebody put lotion three, on him. 300 mil got the hair looking like that. Man. Come he, on, he, man. Shaq just need to get him on with his gold bonds. <laughs> you know, Shaq. I found Kevin Durant, actually. I'm going to bottom my, my gold bond. Now, KD is all shiny. on don't know about work. Just go ahead and shave that thing, KD. Or keep it low. He need to brush it. <laughs> See, it must hurt. He must be tender. He must okay, solve it. All right, so, so, so this is the players. I'm talking about Hotels.com. Danny McCray, Barry Church, and Rich So as, as teammates, can you crack on these guys? Considering in the basketball realm, you know, they are, you know, they're he getting talked about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He getting talked he about. Getting talked he about. getting talked about. He get, he getting clowned. Every time you, every time they post his meme and they zoom in on him or something, somebody said they over there giggling in the, in the like, man, he just, 
Yeah, he they, still they, at looking. You. they still looking. I mean, they, and then you see the one time I think uh, was before you know he had the treat. He had the treatment, but I think he missed a couple weeks or something. He had the headband. Road right trip here. got it. Yeah, he had the headband. So I think his headband got knocked back during the game one time. And he yeah, saw yes. and everybody yes. on the sideline was like, "Hey, put your, put your just dying laughing. Put your headband down, LeBron." He's oh snap, oh, oh my bad. And I, you know what? I feel him because when I first started shaving my head, I wouldn't go nowhere without a you know little thing on my head or something. I, I ain't want nobody knowing for some reason. I was playing against the Seattle Seahawks. D-Mac, you was there, I think. Me and Marshawn Lynch. Boom, met in the hole. <laughs> Boom, tackled him. I felt good. Oh, got up the helmet. Was way over there somewhere. I'm like, oh, oh no. Skull cap was Man, gone. I'm running to the – give me the helmet. Give me the helmet. And they had a good time with that in film. Such the body. The body was out. The Luckily, baldy. it was freshly shaved. And I ain't had a side joint going on. But it was a good – it was good. It was I, good. I do remember that Jason Witten did not take – Oh. Well, to any jokes about Ooh. the hair. I wish I was hairline. in that locker room. I wish I, I was not, in that locker room. It was kind of, that was kind of like, okay, you went over the line. You got to say, man. No, don't, because he don't was, take he yourself so serious. Yeah, he was he, one he of the ones that was that be making jokes he too in the locker too. room. Oh, you, you got the fresh shave, church. Oh, I wish I was in that locker room when he got the fresh yeah, shave. Right. Right. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. It does. Okay? It does. You know. And then Monday Night Football made him put that thing on. He had a comb over? No, no, no. But they, they, was it full too bad? <laughs> oh. Damn. You can't, you, you can't comb that much. You can't comb that much. But that's, Breeze, Breeze do it too? I, don't, I didn't think Breeze's hair was like that. And, and I seen him on NBC. I'm like, hold on now. I saw him one-on-one. We did interview him. <laughs> you know what I wanted to say? They, they got to YouTube. Yeah. So so what they, they get to us all. We got this consultant. She, she gets to us all. Is so. it really like, like if you go in the studio, they're like, man, hey, you might want to. Put something on top of your head. You don't want. They'll, is it like they'll, that? They'll tell you whatever it is they don't like about you. Oh damn! You know, like the old girl came up to me. She works on Santa Fe. Darling, darling, what are you going to do about that? And she was talking about my great. <laughs> oh man! So, so I was like, <laughs> she just what, what, her hands like that, dude. Dude, she told me to stop wearing the pinstripes. You're too fat for the pinstripes. Oh, so, dude, dude. She just duh, duh, duh. this little <laughs> English lady come up, just stab you, or hurt your feelings, man. I ain't seen you in no pinstripes either. Hey, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the brother, I threw suits away. <laughs> like, you know how much I paid for this? So, he thought he was so first two in the first strike. Yeah, yeah, like, talking about this? <laughs> right. Who you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so I'm going to pull this on out here. So I'm going to go, go in the yeah, bag. In the goodie bag. A lot of, lot of burnt oil. Hey, listen, this, right this, this wasn't planned either, so let me okay, see what so, we hmm. pulling up so out of this. This is brow gel. So, like I said, I got grays right mm-hmm. here. So, she's like, darling, what are you going to do? So before I go in there, I put this on. Oh, man, oh, the tricks of the trade. But the tricks of the trade. Where did you get that from? Sephora? Yeah, look at that. Uh, Ulta. Ulta? The little Ulta store. And so. then you can just wash it out. Yeah, man. So hey. that's that's what I do before I go on TV, man. So I get I didn't even out. realize that you didn't have no gray on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just realized that. So right yeah. there. So the, yeah, this one I'm growing low on because I was at Super Bowl. But yeah, man. So I just put it on just like that. She's like, darling. Darling, what are you doing? I can't believe all tricks of the trade out here, man. Let me find out you got a brow. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, see, you see one little gray here. I'm gonna be Let me find you now, got a brow. Now, here's what you don't want. You don't you want you to find yourself out here like Rudy Giuliani out here sweating and like ink spots yeah. coming all down on you. See, some, some you don't, you don't that, want that. Look, Carlos Boozer used yeah. to have that, 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 that spray paint hairline on. Right, so, I can't do it. So that's that's just one of the things. I, so so when I saw Drew Brio, okay, I got it, man. They get us all over there, man. They're telling you. So 
some point in time, you got to figure out how you do. You want to live in your truth, mm. or you try to do what they tell you to do. It took me. It took me a while before I was like, you know what? <laughs> Damn, but like, I'm a bald man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a little bit. <laughs> so for me, the whole ball thing was never a big deal because. You know, growing up in North Carolina, when Mike, once Michael Jordan did it, it was fine. And a lot of people don't know, Michael's first, when he was a sophomore, he shaved his head, came up with this lie. Well, I just wanted to wash away last year. Come on. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, what happened was he was he was pledging. He was online. He was online. So it, it, they all had to get it off. So that was the lie he told. And then, I think I'd say it's his first, maybe it's his second year, there's a uh, black uh, hair care product company in North Carolina called Dudley. So he was doing Dudley hair care products. Made his hair fall out. That's how he, that's how he lost his hair. He was using Dudley oh. hair care products. And then he just, just shaved it all off. Because people were like, man, what? No, what? I mean, the, the, what LeBron got, Michael was kind of even worse. Because they're like, what's up with Michael's hair? And that was back when you wanted to have hair. And there was no social media. But his hair was just falling out, man, like in clumps. And then he just shaved it off. And that's how he got I to be what he that. was. And so then it was just like, cool, the dude, cool thing to do. Shout yeah. out to he got paid Dudley some money to get their products right. But they got the body ready. But look at LL. LL had, to, had the, the beanie caps yeah. on you know that? You know LL was bald till he was fifty. <laughs> you know Michael Jackson was bald till he was dead. <laughs> Saw the autopsy. Wait, ain't, what? I ain't know it till you just said it. Mike Jackson was. Well, that was a wig the whole time. Mike Jackson was no bald. Hair. Dude ain't had no hair. Yeah. What? No. You talk about you talk about Mike Jack. You talk about Thriller. No, no nose, no hair. It was a whole bunch of stuff. My Mike was artificial Damn, man. Mike, look I at his hair. Okay, that. first off, look at his hair toward the end of his life. I mean, it was kind of, you know, long. long yeah. okay. But I'm like, I'm black a, people, you know, look like that. He permed it up. I thought he just saw Snoop at the Super Bowl. Okay, Snoop got hair. Okay, Snoop got hair. Okay. Michael didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Snoop, he, he deceiving cats because his joint, don't, his dreads don't really start till like right here. So he, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, deceiving yeah. cats a little bit. When you got that much money, you're going to be able to import and do a whole well, lot but, of but, stuff. But Snoop, but Snoop uh, he got that uh, like the like the mixed grade type of hair, though. It's not a, you know, it's a little yeah. silky. He got a little silky type of Like I said, when you you got that much money, you you, you can import and, and touch <laughs> oh, so, up. And, so you saying Snoop have faith? I would say Snoop might have some uh, help. Some help? At that age. You got know, some you weave in there. Get a little help at yeah. that age. What about you in this weave stuff? <laughs> and, 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 and look, you got you got this image to uphold, you know. So I, I can see yeah. it. Snoop Lion. You, you gotta have that line. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it here. I can see it. All right, players, lads. Let's get into the offensive line. Right, because let's do it. with the uh first pick in uh the first round, the Cowboys are number twenty four overall. And Judging by social media, there is a huge amount of Cowboy Nation that wants an offensive tackle or a guard. Mm-hmm. They, they want the offensive line addressed. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com, uh, does a show, Moving the Sticks, with Bucky Brooks, good, good, good podcast listen, had this stat. In the last five Super Bowl winning teams, 25 starters on the offensive line, three were homegrown first-round picks. And his point being, look, just make sure you don't have trash out there. That that is a, f- mm-hmm. find some good players, but just that's pretty outstanding. I mean, to me, that's a pretty interesting number. Twenty five starters, last five Super Bowl winning teams, only three of them were taken in the first round. Hmm. That that's interesting. I mean, because and homegrown and homegrown by the way, homegrown <laughs> by the way. That, that's that's. I just wanted to get your thoughts. But that don't mean nothing. That ain't got nothing to do with us. 
<laughs> why, why ain't got nothing? What you they don't have nothing to do with us, all right? Because we see that our ability to make it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? You got to get there first before you can put be on that stat line, mm-hmm. all right? And what held us back oftentimes this year was our offensive line play. Either it was ability on the offensive line or availability on the offensive line. So you got to get there before you can talk about the stat of – what happens once you're in the Super Bowl. We need to get there first. And okay. the first thing we need to do is get back to when we had the dominant offensive line. Mm-hmm. All right? when People used to fear playing against us because of what our offensive line could do to them. Mm-hmm. Change the entire game, move the line of scrimmage. We could control the clock based off what our offensive line was able to do. And until we get back there again, we're going to keep running into the same wall. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand. I mean, and I'm with you. We got to address – um, you know, the left guard position, we got to address that offensive line overall. But even when we had, you know, the great, the, the best offensive line for the, that span, whatever it was from, you know, 2012 to 2016, we only won one playoff game, you know, that, that whole entire time. So we had the best offensive line. We had the best running back in either DeMarco or Ezekiel Elliott. We had a great running, running game, but we still weren't able to get over the hunt. We were in that same position, even, if the, even with the bad offensive line we had this year. So I, I'm with you. I think we need to address address this. Kind of. Kind of. I'm kind of with you. I think we need to address this. I'm just not saying that the offensive line, having a supreme offensive line automatically guarantees us going far in the playoffs. Oh, no. No, absolutely, no, 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 absolutely not. But when when you have everything that you have and the weak link of our team this year is what? Because you think it's going to be our, 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 our defense and our defense shows up mm-hmm. and what you need in order to – well, we're not running the ball, but you, <laughs> if, you're, if you're running the ball, then you, you want your offensive line to be great. Yeah, and then I if you're going to throw the ball as much as you are, then you need a great pass-setting pass offensive line. Yeah. And – I think that's something that held us back this year. You know, along with penalties, it wasn't just the only thing, but yeah. along with penalties and all that stuff. But I feel like our best shot is to make sure that we have a more than decent offensive line and guys who are available. All right, well, let me ask you this. Would you rather solidify that offensive line, you know, whatever we got to do in that first round, solidify that, or with a lot of the pieces leaving on defense, put some more – Capital, whether it's draft, free agency, towards that defensive, uh, that defensive effort, so we could have that same type of. It wasn't top ten, but it was an extremely productive defense. Would you rather have have the resources on that side or fix that offensive line? Can I go fifty fifty? You can't be on the no, fence. I think, I think, I, okay, just to start, I think it depends on who we lose on defense. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who we lose. All right, if you start losing Tank and and Randy and Leighton Van Der Esch, then you have to put some resources to your defense. Mm-hmm. You have to because you just can't leave them out there to, 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 to dry like that. All right, yeah, it, it was that. a big part. The pass rush and our ability to uh, pressure the quarterback helped our secondary be able yes. to play the way that they played and get those interceptions and get those turnovers. So you can't just leave them out to dry. But our offensive line needs to be fixed. So if I'm if I'm look if I'm ranking them priority I'm wise, yeah, yeah, offensive line, okay, and then I'm going uh, those defensive pieces. Looking at the All Pro, the best of the best this year, the offensive line spot. Um, just kind of go through the first and second team guys. Left tackle Trent Williams, first round draft pick, deserved. Um, Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick, second team left tackle. Left guard um, uh, Joel Batonio, Cleveland. Um, second round pick, uh, Quentin Nelson. Um, second team, he's a first rounder, right? First rounder, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey, center with Philadelphia, fifth round pick. Um, Corey Lindsey, uh, second team all pro, uh, center for the Chargers, fifth round pick. Right guard, Zach Martin, first round pick. Wyatt Teller of Cleveland, let's say he was a he is a fifth round pick. 
So you got him. And then over at the right tackle position, Tristan Wirfs of Tampa Bay, first-round pick. Them tackles uh, in the first round. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Them tackles in the first round. Lane Johnson, first-round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have that talent on the outside. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, at least you are. The guards are fifth-rounders. The tackles, they out here playing. Yeah. So, you know, so, so, so <laughs> hey, look, look. I mean, I, I, can, I can sit up here and just, you know. I'm just saying, you get context now. You got to say, uh, you you see, you, you did fifth-rounders, but a lot of them dudes was guards. Every yeah. time you said first, you got was, help on it was later. It was yeah. trend. It was, it was uh, you know. But you know, it's how I, I gave you the whole thing. I didn't try to sugarcoat. I didn't try to spin that. Yeah. He, he tried to hide it, though. Yeah, he, he did. tried to hide it. And he was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. That oh, is another oh, tackle. Oh, <laughs> That's another man. tackle in the first. First Because what you were trying to say was, they don't have to be drafted in the first well, round. I, I didn't, I, 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 but the all-pro list shows you that those tackles are usually drafted well, in the first round. But what I wanted to do was like, okay, let, let, let's look at the all-pro list and see what's here. And then, okay, like, okay. Can you get a premier tackle at 24 though? Like, can you get one of those it, guys? It, well, like, yes, uh, the Saints got yeah. the Saints got that um, Ramsick, Ramsick, Ryan Ramsick, yeah. and yeah. they got him late. Yeah. I think it, it all depends on like the needs of the teams and how many quarterbacks are available, how many, you know, how the, many whatever. The, once yeah. the quarterback market, you know, if you get three, four, then yeah, you know, you can have the opportunity. So, so basically, if you get those, you know, the quarterback, you, you get a, a draft of quarterbacks, some pass rushers up there, and, and you know, people fall in love with your receivers. You can see some of these linemen. Drop down, okay. um, but but there's you know look there's no doubt man that what, what they've done right here in terms of this all pro team okay 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 you, you got to invest um, you got to invest you, you know and then we think about it, Trent Williams you don't have to be homegrown at that point because yeah. <laughs> you got a guy who was in Washington and then now he's in San Fran which which, which is absolutely a dis- that, that that just shows you how bad that franchise is I mean how, how does a guy like that get away that man yeah. said I'm not playing that's how he got out but, of there but, 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 I retired he, he, he held a fit to the fire and, and said well do what you got to do and yeah. he said you know you misdiagnosed me I don't like how it was I don't trust you no more and I'm done but that's just that's just that's just one reason why Washington has struggled so much I mean you can't let a Hall of Fame type talent like that get out the door over this in his prime too. <laughs> in his prime, like he's still on the cusp. Like, and this I mean, guy goes over here to San Francisco and you know help help make pro. them uh, all, all pro, but also you know helps them make a, make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, um, that, that, that's how important offensive line is, right? When when they start when you start doing the scouting report and they be talking about people who are who might not play. And a left tackle is a guy you like. Oh man, this, he's a game changer. Not yeah. just in the pass, right? Because you 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 holding off the best pass rusher, but for the tone of your offense. Like Trent Williams was setting the tone for the offense. Like he's out of the game that we're not sure what these guys are gonna do. Like he only played one side. Yeah. I mean, what offensive lineman you know is 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 leading the team out of the tunnel? Like that has never happened before. Either the quarterback, you know, wide receiver, maybe a running. You got Trent Williams holding the boom box, leading the team out there. This just shows you how important he is to that team. And and I give Kyle Shanahan a, a lot of credit because the guy went from Joe Staley and went out there and made the deal with Trent Williams. So he understands, okay, I want to run the football. I also want to be able to throw it. I got to have my uh, – got to have a good left tackle. You say you want to do both, run it though, huh? Mm, balanced. Got a good, good, got balanced good. attack. And he ain't got to say you got good running backs. This dude, whoever you put in there for the uh, for the Forty ers especially was I think it was like two years ago. I'm a playing fantasy football. I'm like whoever is on the Forty ers starting that week, you better play them. And they were going out there getting one six. Look at the six round of this year. He went all over a that comes from his dad. I mean, yeah. his dad was out there making you know just oh hey Clinton Porter's going down the road man. We'd be good. Give me that. Give me that corner and Champ Bailey. And he just kept on Ruben Drones and all these yeah. like who who are these guys. Make, make, making it work because you know what? Because your offensive line is ready. What and a, your scheme is ready. Yeah. What are the dumbest deals ever? 
going back to Washington? You going to trade Champ Bailey for a running back? Yeah, that was <laughs> just... what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're talking about one of the best yeah. corners in, in the He's game. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like, still, you still trade playing, a guy yeah. who's who's in Canton for, I mean, hey, man, I like Clint Portis. I mean, you know, nice running back, but – yeah, he ain't. You came out to you. They just kept on producing. Like, he was a good running back at the U, but all they did was say, hey, here's Willis Yeah, They just kept yeah, putting him like, That's what they like do. you know, you can find these dudes, but a corner like Champ Bailey, Champ Bailey's a good corner, man. A top five guy coming up. To, I never got that move. But, hey, you know what? Good on the Broncos. They made the move. Mm. Washington, once again, let, letting good talent roll on yeah. out the door here. Go ahead and escape. Let's, uh, let's get another uh, break in here. Um, I want to dive into Kyler Murray mm. and the combine issues here. Uh, combine coming up. Uh you know, players about to say, nah, we know. oh, stay indoor, locking us down. Mm. No, we'll stay at home. The NFL, that won't work. <laughs> Pro day it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we'll dive into that next right here. On the Players Lunch, brought to you by Hotels.com, on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. To the Players' Lounge. Registration is now open for Dallas Cowboys Youth Football and Dance Academy camps. Save $25 for early bird pricing when you register by May 9th. That means you got to get your registration in by the 9th. Don't hit us on the 10th talking about you didn't get your $25 <laughs> off. Camps are available at AT&T Stadium and Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Academy to secure your spot today. Don't miss out. They sell out, and we're not, we not opening up no more camps. We got 11 on the list mm. this year, so mm. make sure you get your spot uh, as soon as possible. Here's, get it. here's what I love about the, the genius of, of uh, Gerald Wayne Jones. Frisco, Arlington. 
a lot of times people who don't live here don't understand. It's a long way away. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 there's some yeah, Texas big. Yeah. So yeah, my man got Collin County right here. Got the Tarrant County, mm. Dallas County. You decide whichever one you want to roll <laughs> into. But mm. but the man has strategically got it straight there, and you know, boom, he's making money everywhere. Everywhere, mm-hmm. making money everywhere. Mm. Book the busy. Must be nice. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I look all the time. I see things. Like, I could have thought of that. <laughs> every, time this I, was something every, every time I watch Shark Tank, that's how I feel. I, Why did I not think of that? Mm. They had the little thing where you, uh, you know, how you drop stuff in the middle of the car seat in, yeah. in your car sometime, and they had the little thing oh, to, to cover it up seat, to make sure yeah, you yeah. do. I said, man, I drop stuff down, and I'd be mad every, every time, time I lose something. Why did not say, you know what? Just let me put a little cover up right You guys just studied in the NBA class? No, what? That came the out of entrepreneurship. But I'm just saying, just like entrepreneurship, just just trying to generate ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, I, like, when I watch Shark Tank, I wish I would have came okay. with that idea. I mm-hmm. Believe me, I sit back there, I drink a beer, I'll be like, man, let me see if I come with something. And 90% of the time, I look, I Google it, and it's already, somebody mm. already tried it. Mm. Hate to see it. But did they try it the way you want to try it, you know? You know, just there, there, there were rental car companies, and the national came out here, and they did their thing. So you could come up with something a little bit better. You could yeah. take something and just say, "Hey, let me tell you something. I ain't doing it." Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I already drove myself crazy. I figure out. Like, Danny McCray says, "I'm done. I'm done." Well, maybe Mary Church. Maybe you. You got. You yeah, got you the idea. You never know. You never know. Something to help show up on time. <laughs> hey, I was what five minutes oh. early today. Five minutes early today, man. <laughs> I haven't made it on Coughlin time. I wouldn't have got fined from Coughlin. I got. I'm gonna come up with that's for men. You what? know what? Hey, cut the mic off, okay? Don't steal my idea. You see what I'm talking? Yeah, for men, right there, man. When you get your grades, you know, I'll get you a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just for men. Yeah, 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 just for men. Uh, see, see, see what I'm saying? I got to do it a different way. <laughs> got to do it. A, yeah. Okay, that's, there you go. That's the thing. Yep. How can I make this a little easier? And how can you do it just a different way? So mm-hmm. there, there, in lies, there in lies that. That's 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 what you got you got to do right there. Combine's coming up here. It NFL, is. Yeah, NFL <laughs> trying to sit up here and tell players you all gonna be on lockdown. Sit in your room. Right up in here. Shh. They say, you want to bet? <laughs> play, play, well, player agents are like, uh, uh, no. No, because we, biz- we got business con- conducting. Yeah, you got to meet people. Players are mm-hmm. like, uh, no, no. So, And it's just so funny because, you know, the NFL acted like COVID didn't exist during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Playoffs. Ain't nobody had COVID out of nowhere. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody tested positive. You know? Everybody was good. For- it was funny because you know, when we were going out there, we were like, well, what if something happens to COVID? I said, Ain't nobody. COVID, though, it's over. The NFL is over. You know, Super tell, over tell, tell Anthony Fauci, don't call us. <laughs> Leave us alone. They blocked him for a they week. Blocked <laughs> right. They don't mean, answer that. Call ain't going through. Right. You know, there wasn't, no, there wasn't a sickness. There wasn't nothing out there. Mm. Everybody was fine for Everything Super Bowl. was 100%. But now, for the combine now, COVID is back. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. COVID's back. Lock it up. Uh, you knew. Yeah. So so I, I thought it was clever by the H's play. Like, you know, we're not going to do this. Mm-mm. And the NFL, oh, by the way, has a whole t- couple days of television that they've got to broadcast here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when the top player's not going to be there, and, you know, you're talking about a percentage of maybe, what, 25 to 40% of these guys saying, I'm out, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, yeah, going, going down the road. It's all good. Talk, open things up. You can go get something to eat over there if you want. You good? It's a business. It is. <laughs> you start. You start messing with that bottom. What they got? Bottom line. You mess that bottom line. Switch it up ASAP. Out the way. We just need to talk. What we just needed to talk about. Yeah, check so it out. I, I found it very interesting there. So um, when it comes to this combine, what frustrates you about the process? My, as a player, my experience. It, 
it was just the waiting to actually get to do the combine drills. Like you there a couple of days before you even hit the field to run your 40, to do all that good stuff. You're there like two days earlier. You get your height, your weight, which is all good. You get all that done. And then you just got meetings on top of meetings on top of meetings. You, and you don't have enough room to actually – you can't like go to the to the um, Indianapolis Stadium and go in there and work on your 40 times, work on your get-outs, anything like that. You're stagnant and you're in meetings in your hotel. Meetings, then you eat. I mean, there's no – real football going on until you get to the combat. So that whole waiting process for me, it's just, and they're poking and prodding you and you're stretching you this way. And it, oh, you had a, a hamstring pull back in, you know, 2005, you know, how you feel about that? I'm like, man, I don't remember that. Like, I don't, <laughs> they ask you all different types of questions. I'm just trying to get to the football situation. And then you got meetings with coaches. And, and that part's a little, that part's cool. Cause you, you know, you're breaking down NFL um, defenses. Like I went with Brent Maxey, uh, who used to be the, the uh, defensive coordinator or defensive back coach here with the Cowboys. And he was putting me through all the coverages the Cowboys do. So you, yeah, that's pretty cool. But outside of that, I mean, it's just literally your hotel room. You're getting poked and prodded by doctors. Hotel room, eat. Hotel room, doctors. And then you get to go to the com and actually do the things you want to do. And sometimes that affects people when they don't run the best times they could. Well, shout out to the people who did not get invited to the combine. They just went to Pro Day, where we yeah. did that all in the same day. And the same, okay. You, know, you, can knock you got your height, day. your yeah. weight, your vert, your ilger, everything within four or five hours. And... It was over, and it was good, and you knew exactly how people felt about you mm-hmm. when you walked out of that building because if they liked you, they would pull you to the side. Hey, man, you know we think you did a great job, blah, 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 ask you those questions, and you just move on. You know, unfortunately, we don't get to meet with, with the coaches mm-hmm. and get you know go through breaking down film and all that stuff, but uh, I didn't go to the combine, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> but, it ain't worth I, it. But, I, but I can't imagine that it's, it's one of those, you know, one of kind of compared to TV, but hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> hurry up and get here and but wait. You gotta wait. And then hurry up and get in this line and then wait. And hurry up and do this and then wait. And, it, and it's really only beneficial for those guys that are combine warriors, workout warriors. Like, like, like Byron Jones, who got I can, you know, test out the waters. You can run a 4-3, jump 12-3, got a 44-inch vertical. That's where the combine is great. But then you got guys like a Cooper Cup who, you know, might run a 4-6, you know, might not jump as far, might not, you know, his numbers might not be great, but he's a hell of a football player on the field. So it's just, you know, in my opinion, I think sometimes these coaches and these organizations, they put too much stock in how fast this guy can run the 40 or how big, how explosive he is. Can the guy actually go on tape or get on the field and put out good tape like that? I, you know, I don't know. So let me ask this question, and this is just from a – from. The only thing that I can compare it to, you know, not not being uh, an elite ball player like you guys were, is it like the SAT from the standpoint of, hey, here's a standardized test. They make everybody go and use it. But at the end of the damn day, you arrive on campus, either you can get it and you can't get it. And then, of course, nobody, nobody knows who's going to arrive on campus and start drinking like a fish. Or, right. you know, I mean, there's all these other things. Mm-hmm. That, how much you really don't love school or you can't operate being out on your own. You know, that, that is it. Do you ache it to kind of that situation a little bit? Uh, I, I would say yes to that extent of like, one, you can pass the SAT and football-wise. You mm-hmm. can pass the combine and get out there on the field and suck at it, mm-hmm. right? Or you could do – you could suck at the SAT, and because you're a great football player, SAT being the 40 and all that stuff, but you're a great football player and you can get out there and show some stuff that you weren't able to show just by running the 40 or getting your hand measured or or, or doing the drills that they making you run through while you're at the combine. So to some extent, yes, some of it is – 
very unnecessary. But they do have some guys to where it's beneficial for them to talk to coaches, guys who have behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to figure out if this guy is really a good guy or if he's going to continue to be what they heard he was while they're in college. So it's beneficial to some standpoint. But when you talk about just the measurables of 40s and all this other stuff, sometimes I think it does get taken a little bit too serious. I think it does. It gets overblown. I mean, look, you know, disrespect, but our, our, our friend, Akwasi, Akwasi Awusuwansa, a perfect example. Yeah, he's part of your dog team. He he went to the combat and destroyed it. Ran great, jumped out of the gym, reps, everything was smart on the board. Like, he did everything great. The Cowboys drafted him in the fourth round as a safety. We, me, me and McCray come in here. We're all in, you know, rookie camp and all that good stuff. He's a fourth round guy. They're doing everything to get him in there. But he just couldn't play. He just wasn't that good of a football player. And me and D-Mac we went to the combine. Our numbers were nowhere near as good as his. But our career on the field and actually being football players, we ended up being a little bit better. So it's just... I will say this, and I'm going to give you some props after I knock you down a little bit. My numbers were great at the pro day. Yeah, yeah. But the, right, yeah, but, you did, but you the did, one who did. was most successful <laughs> probably had the slowest. The slow I had the worst. Time, yeah, 30, you I, know had, what I had so, the worst out of everything. Like, so, and, yeah. and it, sometimes it works out that way, yeah. right? I played longer than Quasi. You played longer than me. You made more money than both of us. Like you, you had a, a longer, longer career, yeah, just, but you I had know. your time. My times was terrible. <laughs> like I was a four six. These dudes was what four <laughs> four, 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 four 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 four. Quasi was a four three. All that good stuff. But being a football player sometimes. That, like, those numbers don't tell you how good of a football player you are. How much does it matter just about the scheme fit you're going to? I think that's huge. Look curse. at Curse. I'm about to say, look at, <laughs> look at Curse. It was a, you know, he couldn't crack the field really in Detroit and Minnesota. And then Dan Quinn gets his hands on him. And, and this guy was, you know, on the cusp of being a pro bowler. So I think scheme has a lot to do with it. I mean, look at uh, before, when was it Marinelli's system that LVE and, and uh, Van, or, uh, Jalen Smith were under? Yeah. They pro bowl. They were, you know, the two best tandem in the league. Then Mike Nolan comes in here and then boom, this, they, this, fell off the, they fell off the earth. That's how important scheme is because I think a lot of times here, Specifically, when I was playing and when you were playing, mm-hmm. we tried to make things like interchangeable. All right, it was like, all right, you play strong, you can play free. But mm-hmm. me and you both know that strong and free ain't the same. If you play weak linebacker, then you can play Sam linebacker. They not the same because they try to make it say, well, you just lining up on a different side of the field, mirrored positions. Yeah, they not, but yeah, they're not mirrored they're not. positions, and I think. A guy like Dan Quinn coming in and saying, this is what Curse can do. This is what he's good at. I think we heard Will McClay say the same thing. We know how to put guys in the correct position. Mm-hmm. All right? And it, no, those are those things are not interchangeable. Mm-hmm. A strong safety who can get down there and cover a tight end could not necessarily get back there and play the middle of the field. That's probably not what he's good at mm-hmm. most of the time. Let's uh, end it right here as we were running out of time here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Cowboys have already gone through their whole quarterback's contract situation. Here come the Arizona Cardinals dealing with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been in the league three years, made the Pro Bowl two out of three years. Uh, Rookie of the year just led them to the playoffs. His agent comes out, and and Kyler Murray, they they want – they pay me. Come on out, show me the money. So, um, looking at that, I think, all right, number two contract in the NFL, because number one is Patrick Mahomes, uh, NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills, six years, $258 million, $100 million guaranteed. If you're Arizona, are you willing to do, do this? I would say no. Um, I know, you know, Kyler Murray, he's, he's having, you know, a good start to his career. But if we look at what Josh Allen was able to do in his, you know, first three years and what Kyler Murray's been able to do in her, it's, it's not even comparable. I mean, the guy is 
Josh Allen, I think, is a he might be a generational talent. He might be up there with the Mahomes when it's all said and done. And Kyler Murray is great in what he does. He's he, he he's great. He's explosive. He's all that good stuff. But has he been able to lead a team to at least one playoff victory? And he still has, what, like two years left on his rookie deal, right? If they pick up the fifth-year option, I believe he still has like two years left. So you're already trying to get paid when you haven't really done that much in the National Football League compared to the other quarterbacks. Like, look at Josh Allen. He's but, won playoff games. But this this is just – this is the nature of being a quarterback. Yeah, you want to get paid early. This, but he's this, still, is what, this is what – you know, this is the nature of the – you you can't offer him the money now. You can't. And they're, and they're saying, we want the money. And if you don't show it to me, now you're insulting me. You're making me pay. But what you going to do? Yeah, well, he, he's in no, a contract. Yeah, saying, he, he can hold out. What are you going to do? You're, you're your third. You, you said going. he's going into his fourth. They can get him, get him on the option. I would not pay him this year. No. Do I think he will be worth the money? Yes, if he yeah, continues to, to, to go on the path that he's, is, that he's on now. We saw what uh, Arizona was when he was out, uh, out this year. Then when he got back, he was a little rusty. But they were still a much better team. They were missing DeAndre Hopkins. So I think they have – the pieces and they need him, but I don't think they need to pay him this year. Mm-mm. I don't. I, I think it's. I think it's quite early. Yeah, <laughs> think, especially he, when you, he think in MLB. Because when did Josh? Have, did he he get paid with two years left, or did he or did they um, pay him with just a year left? I forget which one. I don't was, know. I know he got paid early. Josh Allen is is much different than, than exactly. Than Kyler he, the guy is, he's one. He's much he's different one. than Kyler He out and, there in Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> it, it's so, I hear your points about Josh Allen. But the agents don't hear it. They're yeah. just like, hey, my guy, it's my guy's time. You know, when it was Jared Goff's time, boom, he was here. Carson Wentz's time. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo got, I mean, it just, it just keeps going. Well, you better look at Dak Prescott. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> look, Which, at, look at that. He was <laughs> patient. That, and, and, and once again, yeah. that, those were, that's what I said. The Cowboys went through, but that was a different way of going about it. I don't see Kyler Murray being a patient guy like that. I mean, we saw how it was at Texas A&M. When Kevin Sumley wouldn't commit to him, and they had Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen, and, and, and both of them were like, Pick one, and someone's like, I don't have to. Kyle Murray, like, fine, I'm leaving. And then Allen said, I'm leaving. Then he was left with nobody. Yeah. Then eventually he wasn't coaching at AM. Man, if this cat talking about he's going to lead the NFL that quickly, let him go. <laughs> wait, wait. This year, this year, next year, you know, he, if he continue to do, do what he's doing and they actually make okay. a run in the playoffs, then, you know, you might have a different conversation. But, yeah. I, and I need to see a number. <laughs> Thank you. Like, that's what, that's it is. what is what is what is the number before I, before I say no? Because yeah, he's talking like twenty five a year. Okay. Oh yeah, here so, you go. Yeah. So uh, oh, he ain't getting no twenty five. Yeah, but if you want forty <laughs> a year, man, well, hold on, Playboy. Well, I'm just gonna sit here and as we wrap this up, the agent is going to look at Josh Allen and say, "I want to beat that." So if, if it's six years, two fifty eight, this guy's gonna sit up here and you know, give me six years to 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 two sixty. I mean, th- that's what agents yeah. do. You know, they're not. If if his agent doesn't beat the Josh Allen contract, you know what's going to happen in the agent game. They all circling like sharks. Man, that dude ain't no good. They ain't no good. Get I rid of him. You, you got inflation, rising price, the TV contract going up, but you can't get your guy more. Mm. That's that's how that game works. Mm. Barry Church, yeah. Craig, Dewey Scruggs, <laughs> Players Labs. Uh, happy Black History Month, gentlemen. Mm. Let's do it again Let's next Monday right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!